you know, I usually, you know, I did it once. Uh, I, I ate once on the podcast. Um, um, doing ate some cereal, doing my Andrew impression today, everybody. Oh, yeah. Eating another podcast. I'll be honest, that looked way, way worse than it sounded. <laughs> um, uh, I was really close to eating cereal while talking to John Favreau the other night. <laughs> He was, he was, that interview uh, was really fun to listen to. He was really good. He was really, oh, you went and listened to it, uh, after your shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you told me to, I, I, in the podcast, you were like, I hope Sean listens to this and here's what happens. Lo and behold, he did. <coughs> Ooh, I'm going to say this cause this might be a thing. I've been, I've had a cough a little bit all week, uh, and it, it comes like, at, it comes at, it mostly comes at night, mostly, uh, uh, and so if I'm coughing a lot, I apologize. But um, I'm not apologizing yeah, man, are, for eating. Um, skets. I'm just going for it. Um, yeah, it's, eat your skets. It's still light out, and I love it, dude. Oh, it, that was okay. So it, the sun went down here at like 7 p.m. It was it really fucked with me because it was cold out. Mm. And I felt like I should have gone out and like done stuff today, but I've just kind of been chilling. I've been watching a lot of cartoons. I read some X Men comics. I played some video games, and also I managed a couple of my finances. Nice. I was so, doing my taxes actually uh, this past week, so I felt like I did something responsible. Yeah. While I wasn't well, I, working. I either, yeah, I either did something responsible yesterday or. Who knows? But I bought a fucking car, uh, so hooray, debt. Yep. <laughs> pretty much yeah. that. Most, pretty much that. Um, but hey, you can build good credit that way. Uh, dude, uh, okay, I, we can take this out probably, but apparently, I didn't think I had any credit. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, my credit score is like really fucking good. So this is uh, financial advice from Sean and Andrew. We're uh, switching gears for this episode. Score. Yeah, get a credit score and roll the dice. It might turn out to be like really fucking good somehow. So I can't wait to fuck that up. Yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, right. right. Now that I know. Yeah, right. Now that you know that you're you could get like insane loans. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we should talk about the Oscars. We haven't really. Yeah, we never did. And I don't really have um, any other new movies I've seen since we last spoke. Or since you spoke you to John really, Favreau. Well, yeah, I mean, I talked to you a little bit at the end. You yeah. really want to do Hurricane Heist, and I'll be oh honest. My God, I really want to. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was thinking about going to the movies today because Wrinkle in Time also came out. And I'm March, this is a pretty stacked month. This, this weekend Very. had Hurricane Heist, and everyone's rushing to theaters to see Hurricane Heist. So I didn't think I'd even it's be able to get a ticket. It's a hot new ticket. It's not a ticket, Hurricane Heist. Uh, get them while they're dry, because, buddy, this hurricane is going to soak those theaters. It doesn't make any sense. Um, a Wrinkle in Time, I don't think I ever read that book as a kid, so I have, like, no attachment to it. Same. And then reviews came out. I was like, oh, this looks kind of trippy and crazy and weird. A bunch of CGI nonsense for whatever reason. And then reviews came in, and I was like, oh, Okay. I will not, stream that later if I even yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of hype behind that movie before, and now I feel like it's completely. Once the reviews hit, I feel like it completely just went away. I mean, at um, the end of the day, you gotta make a good movie. 
Yeah, no, that's true. You know? Um, and let's think of Hurricane Heist. If anything, I think I listened to Jeremy John's review of it, and he he had pretty much only good things to say. Like this was fucking stupid, but it was a yeah, I mean, fun. I'm not going in there expecting Twister. Okay, it's no <laughs> Twister. I'm not going in there expecting Geostorm. Oh, it's not even okay. Hurricane Heist. It's the Hurricane Heist. So that's even better. Oh. Um, also. Yeah, it's sitting at 33 on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great, but, I mean, it was anyone expecting... What's a wrinkle in time at, though? Wrinkle in time's like 40 last I saw. 42? That's... Not great. you said said Hurricane Heist is 33? Yeah. So a wrinkle in time is only 9% Well, also... More likely to be liked. I mean, Hurricane Heist only has 18 reviews, too, so... Oh. I don't know. That'll probably go down. Anyone even... Saw oh it could go up they could both be all the bad ones first. Um. That <laughs> uh, sounds like you when uh, Batman v Superman was coming out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no, it, it only goes be, down, know, guys. It only goes it only down. Goes down. <laughs> um, that is true. Uh, and then what else? The Death of Stalin came out this weekend mm, as well, that's which looks kind of controversial from what I've been reading. Yeah, but that's also part of the reason why I'd want to see it. You know, it's like the people who do Veep mm-hmm. making a you know political comedy about the death of a fucking dictator. Like, why not? And Jeffrey yeah. Tambor's in there, in oh, there and yeah. he's no good. Yeah. He's no good now. Um, but I don't know, so yes, there wasn't really any new movies. There's def- we're definitely going to be doing some some of the bigger stuff that's coming out this month. Again, is like fucking stacked. The weekend of the twenty third is going to be. Um, I think that's Island of Dogs and P Room Two. P P Room U. We gotta start calling it P Room U. <laughs> the Jaegers are going to college. <laughs> it's like Monsters University. <laughs> Charlie is one of the Charlie's a cool professor. Yeah, it's Monsters University. Charlie's a cool professor. And uh boy, Idris Elba would be such a good crusty dean in like a college movie. <laughs> It's like a genre that doesn't exist. We're putting them on double secret preparation. <laughs> We're canceling the weekend's winter formal. <laughs> um, what a... Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie would be like the cool guidance counselor or something. Uh-huh. Or like, or just like a science nerd like he is in the movie. Um <laughs> He'd be the guy who, in the third act, whatever he's inventing, uh, helps them helps them not get like kicked out of school. Like I was literally watching Wet Hop before. Yeah, he's David Hyde Pierce making the <laughs> donut Skylab <laughs> radar. So good. I love in the, I think the first season of the show, David Hyde Pierce is only in like a like a scene. He's in like a cold open, I think. And then it doesn't it, show up to like the end of the episode, uh, the end of the show. He does yeah. show up. He has like a side arc because like he clearly just like couldn't shoot with anybody, so they just gave yeah. him like a side story. But it's actually like in, like they make his life as an adjunct professor like kind. It's kind of sad from what I remember. It's pretty good. Um, you were just watching Wet Hot before, yeah. The movie so, it's back on Netflix, so that's I was watching on, it. That, that's on brand. Um, <clears throat> I watched. Uh, Pretty much all of season one of Star Wars Rebels this past nice. weekend. This weekend, how did you get into you know, that? Where is that on Netflix? 
It's not. So I have an Amazon Fire TV, and I downloaded the Disney XD app on it. Nice. So I watched a shitload of that Friday night while I was doing my final car research. So it's kind of like I watched Clone Wars, and Clone Wars took a little bit to kind of find its footing and go for more of like the like a lot of good animation. You kind of got to get through the first season where mm. it's like much more Most like good shows, really. Yeah, no, I but and. Be, like animated shows, watching it as like an adult now, it's like a little bit just like fuck it, just yeah. Yeah. all right. Yeah. Like the third episode, like the first two episodes of Rebels are like it's like a two parter, and it's fine. It's just like oh, hey, we're gonna this is the real badass, and this is the cool pilot, and I'm gonna do cool like, but it's real cheesy and lame because it's for kids. But then the set the third episode is uh. C three PO and R two D two show up, and it's a wacky droid episode. <sighs> And the fucking Clone Wars every once in a while, the, the CGI Clone Wars show would have an episode, like, they'll randomly be like a three-parter about, like, R2, 3PO, and a bunch of other droids on some fucking wacky, like, Gulver's Travels planet. I feel like that's <laughs> a, I'm pretty sure that was like a three-parter in that show, and it's just the worst. It's just like, oh, this is fucking awful. Um, but Rebels um, is pretty good. Freddie Prince Jr., Crushes every episode. <laughs> he's he's like a big voice actor now, right? He's doing a lot of VO, VO stuff. Yeah, uh, he's kind uh, of getting a Mark Hamill Kanan? type presence. That's fine. Yeah, no, because he's a Jedi. He's he's a random uh, Padawan who uh, or youngling who survived uh, Order Order sixty six, and he's just kind of been a rebel, and now he's training this other kid he found. It's it's pretty good. Um, um also, all right, so. Rebels, I think I watched maybe an episode. Do they have the announcer from George of the Jungle? Uh, that is in the Clone Wars. It's That's that the Clone line. Wars. I, I know okay. what you're talking about. He does a... Uh, he does like a war news report at the top of every episode. That's their exposition. Star destroyers have showed up, or something. Star destroyers have invaded Alderaan, or something yeah. like that. I, that dude's a, that dude's voice. I don't know if he's explicitly. He sounds like the George of the Jungle guy. It might be the same guy. I don't know. Uh, it's that like the, it's like the weirder Don LaFontaine. Like he's in everything, yeah. but it's it's like you're thinking of two voices. It's not the guy that's Don LaFontaine. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's good. I finished. I didn't realize. I was just about. I thought I had the season finale left, and I started watching it, and I realized it was the beginning of season two. So mm-hmm. season one ends where Vader shows up, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." They they start bringing in characters from Clone Wars and stuff. They wrap up a couple storylines, I think, from the Clone Wars oh, cool. in Rebels as well. Because um, the Clone Wars like CG show. Darth Maul, I think, shows up in Rebels for like a season or two. He's got the legs. Uh, yeah, no, well, because in, yeah, in Clone Wars, he has He's a fucking spider sp- legs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's his name in uh, <laughs> Wild Wild West? Yep. Yep, and he's just shouting <laughs> some really, really, really colorful language that doesn't really fly uh, <laughs> today or ever, really. Um, uh, but uh, And also, also, Kenneth Branagh is the voice of Darth Maul. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Dude, Kenneth Branagh would be like, Amazing in a Star Wars movie as like an Imperial officer. I'm surprised he hasn't been one, especially like I feel like this is like the perfect time to do it. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Like, we're campaigning for Kenneth Branagh to pop up in Episode Nine. <laughs> Kenny, a Star <laughs> Wars story. 
<laughs> he could be like a, a Admiral Piet kind of character, like a, yeah. a, a more featured but less featured than Hux, I guess, because Hux actually kind of has a storyline now. Uh, yeah, I think we've gone on record talking about how we liked uh, what they were doing with Hux, where he's kind of complete. He's he's you laugh at him a lot more. He's much more comedic, but like there's st- he still has that intent. You know what he wants, mm-hmm. but he's just he actually plays the game like you see him play the game in the right ways enough times and stuff like that. Like Kenneth Branagh would be like that guy at the beginning of the Last Jedi who was in the, the dreadnought, yeah, the dreadnought, yeah. Like yeah. if that's just like a fucking Kenny Branagh. You know, like, just give me a, give me a weird, like, drama that would be, like, starring, um, oh, fuck, it's gonna piss me off, uh, uh, Hugh Grant. Tracy, Tracy Letts, like, it's an indie movie where Tracy Letts is, like, a guy who's just, dead-end job, but it's, like, but, like, I want that kind of tone, I think, you know what I'm talking about, uh, but it's Kenneth Branagh, where, like, he runs a depot where, like, Star Destroyers come and refuel, so you gotta really, that job's not going anywhere, you know, that job's not going anywhere, <laughs> It's about him, the Empire. It's uh, Admiral Piet origin story. (laughs) There's zero action scenes. What? What? All right. So we got that. Do we do like the rom com? She just works at a newspaper on Coruscant. He's (laughs) Imperial Guard. Yes, Kenneth Branagh and but this is still the Kenneth Branagh one. It's a romance between like two middle aged people. Entering oh. their second or third act. It, that's what I want. I want Emma, it to be Emma, in, Emma Thompson. Emma oh, Thompson. Fuck. Or, yeah. <laughs> it would be Emma like Thompson. Like old British. Old British. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the, the, the two of them would be so fucking rekindle good their relationship because they were married. I think at a point. Were they actually? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It could be like a. It could be like a. What's or it like called? Kate, Kate Winslet. No. Or, or it, we gotta Blank, go or more. Blanchett. But I think yeah, she's you, the boss right. at the paper. Kate Blanchett, <laughs> one of them, or Tilda yeah. Swinton. Like I was uh, just about to say, but Tilda Swinton, <laughs> but Tilda like Swinton, the, Tilda not Swinton from, no? not no. from <laughs> Trainwreck, not not Trainwreck. Tilda Swinton, like like That's weird Tilda fucking, Swinton. Yeah, well, no, I was gonna say Tilda Swinton is uh, not CGI'd to be a Camino alien because <laughs> she could just <laughs> she could just play one. <laughs> in makeup, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool if they like retcon that a little bit too, though. You know, retcon Tilda Swinton to just be a Kaminan. Retcon like the the look of the Kaminans. Yeah, and no, then they can yeah. write off they can write off the prequels as like a hologram that someone was watching in the. And everything. So, like, that's why the everything Batman. looks. That's so, why like, the, like every the Schumacher movies are, are the movies of the Burton verse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm definitely of the like the you just gotta accept the prequels as they are and like I think yeah. I think seven and eight both did little moves to kind of be like yeah they suck but you know we're gonna make it work <clears throat> well like and they did it cool like when Luke talks about Sidious and you're like oh like that was a pretty big prequel drop like yeah oh oh, we're sticking to him (laughs) yeah i was like cool and it's like it's like cool hearing it from mark hamill though too you know like it's it kind of validates it more than like if someone like in In the the new cast talked about the prequels or something yeah they weren't even alive neither was mark hamill but like 
or Luke. Um, it would have been like us talking about World War One. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we barely, I barely fucking understand World War One. Like Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. That's why it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, World War One is just a big mess. My understanding of World War One is like the hour of hardcore history I listened to that podcast and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Sean, that's it's it's pretty bad, right? It's not good. They don't teach World War One in high school, dude. Yeah, I didn't well, in my high school. It's just like. Everyone got mad at each other, dug a bunch of holes, ga- tried to gas and machine gun everybody, and it, everyone got stuck. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's no good. Uh, but, like, it is still amazing that Wonder Woman was able to, like, capture how much of a bummer that was. Like, pretty decent. Like, I don't think mm. they glazed over it. And then, like, but it also didn't get, like, bogged down in it. Like, World War II, I, we talked about this, but World War II can be fun. World War One is not fun. Like, like through There's, media. Yeah, well, they've, Indiana Jones kind of made, because, like, you can Americanize it and just be like, America is the fucking best, and we fucking yeah. beat the Nazis, yep. and it's just, like, rah-rah propaganda. <laughs> Captain America, Sky Captain, probably. Does he fight Nazis? He doesn't fight Nazis. I forget what years. No, Sky Captain's like probably World War One era. Inglorious Bastards, like yeah. I'm not saying they trivialize it, but they definitely like show you really interesting and redeeming and like I don't want to say happy stories, but. Positive stories from the <laughs> they always world. beat the Nazis and they yeah. always, the Nazis are Hogan's heroes. <laughs> I caught the end of an episode of Hogan's Heroes the other night. Uh, I was like, "This is." I was like, "How'd this fly?" <laughs> Hogan's Heroes is like a wacky. How did a lot of shows fly back then. Was that like kind of a response to A Team? No, Hogan's or Heroes was, is about a before? bunch of POWs in like a German internment camp, but they're always like. Smuggling people out and like, oh, they're always yeah. out smart, smarting those Germans. And I was like watching, like I caught like the last ten minutes of an episode. I've never seen Hogan's Heroes before, but I was just like, it ended with the commandant of like the Nazis thought there was a time bomb in his room, uh, and then the Colonel Clink, I think, is like the guy they're always outsmarting. He's like the dean, basically. He's like, he's like, no, it's not a time bomb, and then blah 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 blah, and then he got sprayed by a fire hose. And then the ticking stopped. And it's like, all right. <laughs> I, that's it was it. in his head all along. <laughs> no, um, it's, just, it's just like a wacky, dumb comedy, but in like a pretty depressing backdrop. <laughs> uh, so my understanding of Hogan's Heroes was totally off then because I thought it was like an A-team kind of deal because it's like heroes and it's like a team of guys that was probably put together by Hogan, I'm assuming. Yeah, but... It is, but it's for much That's, wackier, like, it's just to kind of fuck jinx. with, like, yeah, it's for hijinks, like, in a POW camp. <laughs> Instead of, like... <laughs> it's like the Three Stooges in a POW camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> the slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit doesn't really fly today. Um, uh, no. No. Um, when, you, when was when was Hogan's here? I was, like, the 70s? I don't know, like, 40s, you can say... <laughs> It's not the, <laughs> not the 40s. I have no idea. It's pretty relevant. Um, yeah, so I guess we could talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we should. It's been Oscars. 20 minutes. We should talk Oscars? about the Oscars. Yeah. Um, it's Dude, been, the it's Oscars, a little... They were last week this time. <laughs> yeah. 
We're doing. We're a week behind. Uh, Hogan's Heroes was 1965, by the way. Uh, oh wow! Until, okay. Until 1971. Yeah, it's old as shit. That was 20 years after World War II. What's it? What's it say? On I'm the, also. Just, I'm looking at uh, the top five this weekend. Why did they make a Stranger sequel? And why wasn't Glenn Howerton in it? Glenn Howerton got his fucking head blown off in the first one. To That's answer that question. <laughs> About Dennis. Dennis being a stranger. Speaking of Dennis, uh, Tom Lay met him the other day. What? Do you follow him on Instagram? No, I don't think I do. Didn't he win the Oscar pool? Yeah, by one vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Bastard. Yeah, yeah. Calling you out, Lay. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, me and Sean did our Oscar pool with our friends from college. Uh, that was, that's amazing. He met that. Like, oh, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I literally don't know what to say that other than just God damn it. I've, I've yeah. been close to like, I've been close, but I always miss um, with the sunny people. Um uh, yeah, we did our Oscar, our Oscar pool. Uh, I got 13. Sean got 19. So, gotta know um, how the games played, bro. You look, gotta know how the games played. Look, man, I went. Never and, vote for movies that you want to win because the movies that we want to win never win. Yeah, and you also just doing. have to kind of guess with the foreign shorts because no one, can no one see fucking those. knows. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, um, I, yeah, I didn't vote for most of the uh, uh, like. Ones people were like assuming we're gonna win. Other than like Sam Rockwell, I didn't want Gary Oldman. I didn't want Francis McDormand. So I voted for other people just because I was like I didn't really care for three billboards. Gary Oldman, I thought was gonna get screwed, but I yeah, know. I could. I also could have saw. I, I there was a part of me that was like maybe he doesn't get it. Like even though he's the clear favorite, they've they've done that in the past where you know it's Keaton. Not, I thought. Still, yeah, Keaton was a big one. I still don't like Eddie Redmayne because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh well, I guess for reference, <laughs> I didn't see a lot of the movies that were nominated. I saw uh, I saw uh 7 out of the 9 best picture winners. I saw oh, 6 me. out of the I saw 6 out of the 9. Which ones did so you not see? I didn't see Lady Bird, The Post, or Three Billboards. Oh. Lady Bird was great. I saw. I know. I just never got around to it. I still want to see it. It's you playing at some theaters. You saw me Call still. Me By Your Name? Yeah, I saw that. Oh. Would um, you, well, I guess we'll talk about it. What did you think? Yeah. What did you think of that? I liked it. I I picked it for to win Best Adapted, which it did. Um, uh, I picked it for Best I didn't Picture. Think it, I, I that was like going to be my second guess uh, behind Shape of Water. That was going to be my number two pick if I didn't pick Shape of Water. <sighs> Shape of Water. I was just like, I, I feel like every year the past couple years, there's been like a movie that's just really about making movies, you know. And I feel like and how great cinema really is. And there's always one each year, and it always gets all the fucking award like nominations, but it doesn't always win. And I, I, I feel like it, I just because I didn't, I like I saw Shape of Water like a couple months ago, probably. Mm-hmm. I forget when the fuck I saw it. Um, and I feel like because of that, I was just like, I don't care. Like I, I don't. It's not that I don't want it to. I want Del Toro to win as much things as possible, but 
Shape of Water is like it doesn't need to win in my book. No, I would have been fine if it didn't win Best Picture. I would have liked Guillermo to win director, though, mainly just because I love him as a director overall and as a person. Yeah. Like I was like, it'd be really great if he won. He's but, such a happy, uh, yeah. which I'm I'm glad he did, and I had him for Best Director as well. I um, yeah, I was positive he was gonna um, win because Shape of Water, its direction is so good. The amount of the range of performances in The Shape of Water alone are like why it was like, okay, Del Toro is going to fucking win. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. The main character is mute. There's a creature performance. That's one of the, that's the second lead, basically. Um, Richard Jenkins is playing uh, like a middle aged coming out of the closet man. Uh, Stuhlberg is the is like a double agent um, for the Soviets. Yeah, Mikey Shannon, fucking doing Mikey Shannon, being a crazy monster. Octavia Spencer doing her thing. Like she's just such a high energy like performance and stuff like that. Like she was perfect to like fill that gap of the mute. Yeah, lead. Like that's what that's a great dynamic. Every character and every performance was so different and so ranged that like. Shape of Water, like, came to directing. It was like that was gonna 100 percent be the movie, just for like two, ca- two the two leads that don't speak, you know, alone. Mm. Um, the uh, uh, what was I saying? Michael Shannon, though. I meant to send you this. I saw some article online where he watched the Oscars alone in a bar in Chicago while they were on mute, and I was like, yeah. God, he's the best. <laughs> he's the fucking best. <laughs> he's just kind of over it. He's like, I've been nominated, and like, it's it's bullshit. I just want to drink my beer. And uh, he was directing a play, I think, but like, uh, and which is well, otherwise he would have been there. You know, like he's yeah. in the Shape of Water. It's amazing he didn't get fucking nominated. Probably so would he. He was he was a great villain, man. Just for his scenes where it was him in his home life alone. Those, I think, are, like, the best parts of The Shape of Water. Also, like, probably the most intense. Like, I, oddly enough, you're just kind of like, what's he going to do? You you know? He's home, and he's got the 2.5 kids and the, the perfect, like, Kennedy-era house and everything. Like, he's fucking his wife, telling her to shut up. Like, it's... Got the fingers and everything. Oh, God. God, the fingers fucked me up so fucking oh, much. Oh, God. I cringed. When he ripped them off, I like that. The idea of having something dead attached to you like that, yeah. I, I guess that really just fucks me up. But when he just pulled them off in front, like later on in the movie, I was just like, no, 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 no. Oh, like, there's something so, like. Yeah, even thinking about it gives me the heebie jeebies. Yeah, it's so no good. Uh,. Um, call me by your name. I liked. I liked how it was shot. Yeah. Um, and very European, which I'm. A th- I think the, the director is Italian. Um, yeah, Super Mario directed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. John Leguizamo directed it. Um, John Leguizamo is Puerto Rican. You son of a bitch. He plays <laughs> Luigi, <laughs> who's adopted. Um, I keep shifting around, so if I sound weird, I apologize. Uh, yeah, call me by your name. I, I feel like I voted that for best fic- best picture, but that might have just been because it was like the last movie I watched. But I, it's it's really good, you know. Mm. Like and it, and it like and I was thinking about like a couple days after and stuff. There's I wasn't blown away. Like, I don't get everybody loving Timothy Chalamet. 
Like just in general? It was it was fine. Like it was a good performance. You know, he's good. Admirable. Yeah. He's got a bright future. He's got a really bright future. Dude has got some great movies under his belt. He was in Lady Bird and mm-hmm. this and Interstellar a couple years ago. So like he's got a good agent. Wait, who's what? He's he plays Chris he plays uh McConaughey's kid. He plays baby Casey Affleck. Oh, that would have been better if he was young Topher Grace. <laughs> like, I would have preferred that. Uh, remember how Topher Grace is in Interstellar? I, I actually kind of forgot. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I like that Topher Grace in movies now. I, I feel like because of Spider-Man 3, Topher Grace just, like, probably has something in his contract where it's like, just... Just don't tell any. Just don't tell it. Don't tell anybody I'm in this movie, okay? I don't want anybody. <laughs> if anybody knows that I'm in this movie, they're not going to go see it. Christopher, 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 Christopher. My spider set. My spidey sense is tingling. If you know what if I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I did. I forgot. Chastain. She's in it too. Cass, Cass is stacked. Yeah, and Interstellar um, like should have been better. It's good. But it should have been better. Could have been tighter. There's a l- yeah, probably could have done done without like ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think really hammering home the mystery of the ghost in the bookshelf. Like, it's like okay, like I think there's a point where it's like you get it, and watching it a second time, it's like very, it's too on the fucking nose. The um. One of the things I like the most of that movie, I forget if we've ever talked about this, The there's a part where there's a drone, when they chase the drone down, and the drone crashes, and the kids are kind of like afraid of it, and it kind of feels like it's like a dad taking his kids hunting kind of thing, and it's almost mm. like the drone is like an animal to them, like... Uh, Jessica Chastain, young young Jessica Chastain, like kind of backs away as if it's like a herd animal. Like it's like, can we just leave it alone? And it, something about that where it's like for kids then. Drones and shit would be so like commonplace, and that kind of technology is so commonplace that it feels like it's part of the environment. Like she doesn't quite under fully understand. I was like, that's that's fucking interesting. I, I that's just a moment. I I like that movie. But that's cool. I never really noticed that. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, you got three hours. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'll ask about that later. <laughs> I'll text you at like eleven or eleven my time, so you'll wake up to it tomorrow and be like, "Dude, I love this crying, like I love this movie." Um, <laughs> it's just dust in my eye from the dust room. <laughs> it's so dusty. Um, yeah, so I like to call me by your name, and I was like, they don't cut to close-ups a lot. I'm a big fan of like reserving close-ups for you know pivotal scenes, and they like really only do it like maybe twice or three what times, like, and one of them's the last shot, which is also the credits. I. Yeah. That's the thing. That movie never feels like it necessarily begins and ends. Like it's kind of yeah. fun, like it's it's like right into it, and then it's like it kind of it tapers off in a way that it, it has an interesting feel at the beginning and the end. It's a well constructed movie, and like there's even stuff where I think, you know, I was talking about I was talking about the other day. It's Army Hammer's great in it. Uh, mm. My pull quote, my yeah. pull quote for my review that I would want on the on the on the box fit that would be Army Hammer is ravenous. Uh, he's just hungry. The first like hour of a movie, everything he does is like either eating or drinking, and it's just like, well, I mean, why wouldn't you want to fall in love in Italy, in Italy with Army Hammer at this point? He's just, he's so ravenous. Um, <laughs> uh, he's really good. 
Like not quite Lone Ranger good, but like still like really good. Uh, he's he's like borderline uh, cameo and entourage good, <laughs> which I hear is great. He's just like a fucking dick or something it, like that. It's so funny. It's like thirty second scene where and I and hearing his story about how he got put in that movie is even better because he's like, yeah, they literally found me and they were on the street and they're like, hey, you want to be in the entourage movie real quick? And he's like, okay. Like it, it happened like that haphazardly because I guess their cameo tr- like fell through. So they like they, I don't know if they found him on the street, but like they called him like that morning, and they were like, "Hey, film for like an hour." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I um, like Army Hammer. I, I want him to. I do too. I I was in the camp of him being a Batman. I wanted him. I, he George was up Miller. there with Carl Urban. Even when they did BVS, I was like, I'm still down for Army Hammer as Batman. Because he's just, like, huge. Um, or Carl Urban, too. Carl Urban, I I don't think he can do the Bruce Wayne. That's my that's my thing with Carl Urban. Mm. I feel like... Like, Carl Urban... Yeah, it, Carl Urban... If you do it... It would be like how was, Bruce Greenwood yeah. does the voice... In the animated, like, does does that make sense? Like, it feels like that's mm. why, like, the feel I feel like I would get from Carl Urban doing it. Like, like yeah. it's not, it, it's it would, it sounds so shitty to say, but I feel like it would feel cheap if it was just Carl Urban, which that's so shitty. But I, I just can't picture him in the tux as Bruce Wayne and like really pulling it off. I can fucking see him as Batman if he never took yeah. off the suit, like. <laughs> Well, they might do a whole like Arkham type thing where it's all like one setting, which I'd be so down for, like a bottle episode, bottle movie of Batman. That would be fucking amazing. And you know what they should do? They should not announce who's playing Batman and only release promo stills of whoever it is in the fucking suit and just have people try and figure out who he is. That that could sell a lot of tickets too, dude. That's a good gimmick. Well, like at least to like the first trailer, Who's playing Batman? where like the first like couple photo shoots and stuff. Like Matt Reeves will just be like, "All right, Ben Affleck's out. Here's our Batman," and it's just boom, the actor already in the suit. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I feel like that. Warner, and he's just like that's making how out usually. with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and everyone be like, "Well, now we know who it is." <laughs> uh, too much. But. Anyway, Oscars. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we fooled everybody. Good with threads. Our- oh, okay. So I swept all the actors. I was yeah. those were like I was like I'm just gonna go with the popular. Yeah, went with the popular votes. Gary Oldman. I don't think either of us saw, even saw Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill in I Oscar. S- I did. I did see. Oh, you did? And that's exactly what it was. It was. Gary Oldman doing Oscar bait movie that like was good for the performance and the makeup. So yeah, the clips that they kept showing during the awards, it seemed, it seemed like they did a lot of like aerial shots looking straight down, which, you know, that was interesting, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was just like, I don't, I don't care. They reserve some of the more CGI for those shots too. And I'm like, er, um, doesn't look too good, but yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. His speech was um, Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell didn't yeah. dance. Like that's <laughs> like he went up and it was like a fucking yeah everybody wanted Sam and now we can say Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell and I was I was watching with my parents and I turned to my mom and it was like you know 
he was in the original Ninja Turtles movie from back in the day in the 90s. She was like, what? Get out. Yeah, you know that? He's in the Foot Clan. No. He's the main, like, Foot Clan kid. Oh, he, my he God. He walks, like... Danny and like the, a bunch of other kids like through and he's like over here we got all these arcade games you can do whatever you want and then like uh, he's like yeah you guys smoke it's like menthol or not menthol <laughs> like offers kids like cartons of cigarettes it's like and you go back and you watch it it's young Sam Rockwell uh, but he turns out to be all right at the end like he's not like he's not like fully evil like he's just he's just a dumb kid you know man that's amazing yeah. he didn't um, fucking dance god damn it. Yeah, he, I had him, I had Francis, I had Allison. Those were kind of locks. I didn't go Um, Francis McDormand, and you know what pissed me off to no end? I I talked about this with my uh, my co-workers, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. The clip they used for Francis McDormand's Oscar when they said the nominees was the fucking deer scene from Three Billboards. I don't think we ever talked about how much that that was the mo- point where I turned against the movie. I cuz I hadn't seen it. I never saw Three Billboards. Oh, so God, I guess I, I didn't know. listen to the ones you didn't see. <laughs> so I, I did I did I didn't see Lady Bird, The Post, or Three Billboards. Okay, so I didn't see The Post either. Lady Bird, I I put Sarsha Ronan for Best actress, actually. Oh, okay. Just because I thought she was really good, and it, it feels like she's insufferable in such a way, though, that, like, it, it, like she kind of comes to understanding, like, with who she is. And it, it felt very universal um, of a performance. Okay. So it, it was, you know, it was really good. It was a good year in general. So I. Yeah, yeah it really was. I mean. I didn't get. The only. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. No, this is like there were a few super Oscar Beatty movies like The Post and uh, Darkest Hour, but everything else was like pretty diverse. And I guess Phantom Thread you can kind of argue anything with Daniel Day Lewis is Oscar bait. You saw that though, right? Like it was, I did. I yeah, liked it. Was it. Really yeah, good. no, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was like a yeah, gothic. No, I, I really liked it. Story. It was. It felt like a ghost story by the end. You know. Yeah, it was like, I just I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna go one way, and then it went another. I was like. Okay, like I, I was, I was into it. His performance is—it's just like always great. I just love watching that dude yeah, act. He's you know, like good. he's just—he's a master of his craft. Yeah. Um, um, he came from theater. Like I don't really know much about him, I and mean, I think that's kind of the point of Daniel Day Lewis. No, no, no one knows where he came from. He burst—he burst through the boards <laughs> at the World uh, Theater in London. Um, he, I don't even think he's. You know English, but uh, he just bursts out of the boards, and uh, here he is. He's like he's like the well-respected Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he uh, they were they were doing some excavating underneath the the globe the Globe Theater, excuse me, uh, and they found a big uh, embryonic sack, and they brought it up out of the surface, and then they they cut it open, and Lawrence, Sir Lawrence Olivier covered his hand in, uh, in paint, and he put a, f- a, a handprint on Daniel Day Lewis's face, and he said, act. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's yep. amazing. That's how that's how Daniel Day Lewis was born, everybody. Yep. You're here first. <laughs> yep. We're starting some pretty crazy Hollywood conspiracies, Andrew. We already got the uh, the omelet people 
from last it's episode my, from Favreau. It's my favorite thing. We should go through some more movie posters and just find out who the and or the with credit is and just be like, because that's who was whipping up omelets. I just, I'm telling you, common, I just saw man. one. There's a movie that, um, like Elf, Elf Fanning and uh, uh, he was like someone else. And then the and was Susan Sarandon. So I was like, Susan Sarandon was whipping up the omelets on that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, every episode of Stranger Things, what's his name, um, is the and. David. Oh, that's going to piss me off. The dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and Matthew. Every time I would watch Stranger Things, I'd, I'd always oh, go, Ma- Matthew Modine. And Matthew Modine? What? <laughs> like, every time I'd say, Matthew Modine was whipping up, up the omelets, What do you want to say? Was the and Sean Astin in season two? <laughs> you know what? Even if it wasn't, you think Sean Astin's not on set whipping up omelets for He's, everybody? <laughs> He does that even when he's getting the big yeah. bucks. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I'll make you almost Mr. Frodo. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, make you your eggs. Um, yeah, fuck. That's, that shit was so good. Uh, my mom liked it. <laughs> so many people thought we actually interviewed John Because well, we did. Because I cause we did. <laughs> We got a lot. I I, I hope, totally I hope we have a severe bump on that episode, and then it's even lower than it was before. Because <laughs> people would just be pissed off. We're like, I think I could tell like when people stop listening in the episode. It'll probably be like everyone stops like immediately when they hear him speak and realize <laughs> that it's not him. Do I? How's my preamble? I think I signed it up pretty decently. It is good, and I wish I knew it going in because I would have kept kept going. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have just. But then we wouldn't have had. We wouldn't have had Johnny time though. Then Gee, that was a good joke. That's a good. That's gonna be on pins and patches. That's Johnny our time. Merch. That's our merch. Oh, did we send that at John Fab? We tagged him, right? Oh, we, we tagged him. Favre. He's he's aware. <laughs> and um, sure, you can get a, really a funny. lot yeah. of people. Me working with Robert like that. <laughs> Show us part of Iron Man 2. Do you fast forward through every time? Uh, but imagine if he actually was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Maybe I'll actually do an interview with these guys if I have time. I'd like, be amazing. That, dude. <laughs> just, just, just to like, just like, why not? Yeah, I think, uh, can you feel the love tonight with Beyonce and Don Glover? She's going to be the number one fuck song uh, from now on. Just like, are you going on the record with that? Disney will not be happy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was a really good episode. Yeah, I gotta go back and listen to it. I had so much fun doing that. That was the be- that was some of the best improv I've been a part of in a long fucking time. And I've done a couple shows recently. Um, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the, I only got the best supporting. I got uh, I was like four for four in the beginning of the Oscars, but didn't go from there. Uh, Francis McDormand though. In three billboards, they use the scene where she talks to a deer that she randomly sees, and it's this really bad CGI deer, and she talks to it like it's her daughter. And she talks about like, oh, "What do you even eat? Do you eat Doritos? Or are those too sharp?" Like she talks about like eating, like feeding a deer Doritos. Like they use a clip from that scene for her Oscar scene, and it comes off of like a scene where her son has this overly melodramatic monologue where he's like shouting at her about like. Oh, if I, I read these billboards every day and it says like raped while dying, blah, 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 blah. And like, do you think I want to know that about my sister? It's like all the shit. And 
I'm sounding like such an insensitive prick right now, but it just it, everything felt so fucking melodramatic. And then it's a scene of Frances McDormand talking to such a shitty looking CGI deer, like it's her daughter, and it's all like golden hour, and it's like I was just like fuck off, like that that was the turning point. And I Frances McDormand is fine in the movie, but she, her character also does certain things that like. No one reacts to There should be consequences to some of the stuff she does And that's not her performance Per se I, I don't know It's just I mean I've, I've heard a lot of things about it Being like kind of problematic It's a It's like a problematic It's a weird movie, movie. In certain yeah. ways Sam Rockwell's like real racist um, But then you kind of feel alright for him In the end Oh and Mrs. Mack is Sam Rockwell's mom Spoiler alert Uh <laughs> <laughs> in the in the most obvious casting yeah. ever, his re- playing a racist cop's yep. mom. Yep, and it's Mrs. Mac. Because uh, uh, you don't, you're not born racist. You're raised racist, pretty much. And that's kind of what the movie. I mean, the movie at least like shows that. I don't know. I'm not defending three billboards. The uh, I was not in the mood. <laughs> I didn't see it, so I really yeah. Can't so Francis Norman, I was just kind of like. <sighs> I I just in good conscience like can't, <laughs> so I'll give it to Sar- Sarsha Ronan who I was just like she's fucking great and everything. Just I would have really loved to seen uh, Meryl Streep. Point, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Sally Hawkins. She, that would have been great too. Sally Hawkins is great. That would have been was, cool. I think that was a very good performance because um, I think she was snubbed for her role in 2014's Gareth Edwards directed Godzilla. Where she's Ken Watanabe's friend. Oh my god, yeah, she, she is. is. Let them, oh, let them. Fight. And then she went. Um, and then she fucked Godzilla. Kind of. It's kind of the shape of water. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's cute, okay? It's adorable. It's an adorable rom-com set in the mind of, from the mind of Quint, uh, Guillermo del Toro. I've been seeing a couple articles pop up that are talking about, like, now that he won Best Director, there's uh, It, Deadpool, R-rated movies, tentpole budgets. They're, in, like, not huge budgets, but they're tentpole movies that have gone on to be fucking making, like, hundreds of million dollars of dollars at the box office. He's coming off of a best picture win and a best director win. Give him the money to make up the Mountains of Madness, which is his Lovecraft movie he's been trying to make for like a decade plus. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will, sure he will get that. Like, now is the time. To give him $200 million. I don't even think that's what he'll need, but give him $200 million so he can make Cthulhu show up or Cthulhu show up on screen and just be fucking semi-practical Doug Jones will play him and it'll be real <laughs> it'll be real fucking crazy and beautiful and then Sally Hawkins is gonna say step aside I got this <laughs> um I I do I, I also wanted to go back and talk about that briefly too about like the bigger budget R-rated action comedy movies okay. Um, I was telling, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about it and I was like, they don't really, we're seeing a new time period in Hollywood where they're going to start making like bigger budget R rated movies again, because there was a time where like lethal weapons were getting made and like, 
you know, a lot of like those Robocops. Even even like yeah, like Robocops and like even like a little more on like the I don't even know if drama side of like, you know, like basic instincts, like big budget. Like Ten Cloverfield Lane should have been R, is what I always say. <laughs> Like just just yeah, smaller yeah. movies. It could have had a little more edge. Like when the vi- yeah, small s- smaller movies, but with bigger budgets. Because now you only get those for like thirty million. Like that's what Ten Cloverfield Lane would be like one mm-hmm. setting. But like those were like Lethal Weapon was like a pretty big budget, big deal, R rated action comedy. You know, and like I feel like we're gonna get more of those that with inflation will be like in the one twenty million dollar range, which is good. And I feel like that's like. Probably a good thing with some of these superhero franchises lasting as long because it's keeping certain audiences like invested for Marvel Universe 10 years now. That was kind of, I feel like, why Logan worked. The first X Men movie came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Well, the people that were 10 that saw the X Men movie are 25. one when X Men 1 came out, by the time you saw Logan, you would have been 18. So, yeah. Like, it's. It's at that point. It's growing with mm-hmm. the audience. That's my point. Yeah, which is yeah. They 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 probably saw and were like, they probably looked at their potential loss and they're like, it's it's probably not going to be a big enough loss for it to matter. Like we're not going to lose that many yeah. seats if we make and we this are. And like I'm talking from like a financial and we can standpoint. also creatively tell a more interesting story because no one gives a shit about that time Logan went to Japan for comparison's sake. Like it's just. I didn't mind the Wolverine, but Logan's like yeah, miles yeah, better. Yeah, um, streets ahead. The 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 Wolverine's pretty good though. Yeah. Like it's it's not bad. It's like a solid seven. 7. The unrated version's pretty good. Uh, there there's yeah. like random. They think they add blood. There's a random ninja battle that gets extended, and there's a lot of gore in that. And it's 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 fine. Um, third act. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, most movies now that end up being guy fights guy in robot suit, big big <laughs> shiny gray robot suit get kind of like it gets oh, kind of DC tired. Movie? Every yeah, I mean every a lot remember, of movies, even Marvel, the Justice League. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry. Should I not have said that? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I saw an ad for it. The Blu-rays yeah. coming out in next week or well, Tuesday, I guess. Next time the two like, of us are together, I feel like we should do a commentary on Justice League. I think that's a good yeah. one to do a commentary on that. Godzilla 98. I haven't watched Godzilla 98 in a very long time. I almost watched it a couple weeks ago. Like a month or so ago, I watched Godzilla 2000 instead, I think. <laughs> Which was quite a choice. The... Uh, <laughs> I remember first seeing an ad for that, and I was like, oh, they're finally making the sequel to Godzilla. Nope. It's like the actual yep. Toho company doing I it. I remember me and my um, brother caught that on TV. Me and Greg, I think, caught that when we had stars for a short time when we were younger. And I just remember, while I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember me and Greg the entire time. All we did was just shout out 100 yen. 200 yen like we just catch shout out how much money it would have cost for all the special effects because of how shitty it looks i don't know like how the two of us understood i think we understood the basic conversion rate is like 100 yen is like nothing so like that's like 20 yen yeah it's like 10 cents that's like 20 (laughs) yen right there like which is we were pretty young that was 2000 i was not even 10 
Was that 2000 or was it like, I thought it was like 2004. Well, no, that's Godzilla 2004. Uh, that was a, that was a bad joke. Oh, but like, I think they like, they like, they backtracked. They it, probably did. They like, because it, they did a term, they did a Terminator 2 with it. What? Changed the year by like three years. Because Terminator 2 takes place in like 93 or something, but it came out in 91 or 94. Oh. Takes place in ninety four. Yeah, they did that so John Connor wouldn't be like five years old. Oh, that's cool. And I, 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 I should. I mean, that, that was like the only reason why too. It like ages John to like whatever thirteen. However, yeah, I think the ages the of everybody kind of floats in those because, um, of course, the most important movie in the franchise. Everything kind of floats in those. Yeah, I was gonna now. say the most important movie in the franchise: Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Sarah Connor when they go to her grave, uh, like. The math doesn't like add up or something like that. Oh, Godzilla 2000 came out in 1999, mm. actually. So like a year after Godzilla 98. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Francis McDormand. Um, have you did 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 you ever read the uh, treatment for the sequel that they never did? No, I watched some random YouTube video like a couple weeks ago that talked about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like a bunch of he's gonna fight a bunch of bug creatures and like there's gonna be a bunch of tinier. Yeah, it was on yeah, an island. The, the big Godzilla yeah. from the end from the one that burst out of the egg. Um, which again, I think the two of us talked about is like one of the greatest endings of all time. <laughs> the uh, hey, also Sean. It's up there. Usual Suspects has nothing. Oh, I completely agree. Sean, one of the times where we watched Godzilla 98 makes me think of Shamrock Shakes, which, like, I know you can't drink them anymore, but Shamrock Shakes are back, buddy. Uh, I thought about just taking, like, a a whole (laughs) bottle of black toast pills and getting a Shamrock Shake just going crazy. (laughs) Me and Sean. I, like, actually might die if I have one. Yeah, you could. Yeah, uh, me and Sean in, in college. It's just it's just green oh, it poison. Is. Me it's and Sean in sludge. college, whenever we'd work on uh, like senior thesis movies, it'd always be around in March kind of time, uh, and we'd always work on production so real late. And a lot of time, we would talk about getting shamrock shakes after, like enough during the production day, so that other people would get on board with it. And I remember there was one time, like, we were doing a lot. Uh, and I remember the one time where we got them all. We got them, from, like, everybody came with after. We all got shamrock shakes. <laughs> like, the director and DP both had it took, like, one sip. And they're like, oh, my God, this is fucking disgusting. And he fucking hated it. <laughs> and everyone got real pissed at us, but we just thought it was the funniest fuck. I, I think it's the funniest. I don't know. Yeah. It is it hilarious. We would always, like, walk by on set and be like, Shamrock Shakes, <laughs> like, point at each other. <laughs> and then one time we watched Godzilla 98. It was just you, me, and uh, Chris, I think. And we, it wasn't, I, I just remember it wasn't until the very end where we had, like, realized that the volume was on, like, four. And I was like, it was so quiet. So quiet. None of us said anything. And we were dead silent <laughs> watching it too. It's not even like we were talking. It we was were just like, oh wait, there. it was like I guess this wasn't a problem, but why was this, this quiet, you guys? Like we watched. I would like not even exaggerating. I think we watched it for like an hour before like we did on anything AMC, about it. Possibly. I feel like longer. it was right around the time when Godzilla sh- screamed so loud that he burst a gas main. You know what I'm talking about, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Or does he breathe fine? 
their sad excuse for atomic breath. (laughs) (laughs) Their sad excuse for atomic breath. Speaking of atomic breath, Francis McDormand's speech. You just... It was nice segue. I'll let you have it. Uh, Francis McDormand, though, also, like, I I was real excited to see her speech because she's a fucking real, she's a real, this probably doesn't fly, but she's a real brassy broad. And, like, that's, I say that respectfully. Um, She just doesn't give a shit. That's what I love. She She just doesn't give a fuck. And I was really excited for her speech, and she was kind of scaring me. She, like, literally had a laugh where she's like, (laughs) ah. Yeah, it was it was very maniacal. It sounded it was like a mental break, but like she. But again, the message was all clear, and like I found out what an inclusion writer is later. I'm like, that's actually fucking great. Like, so she's go, yeah. Francis McDormand. Keep don't change. Uh, even though it, I sound like an asshole right here, making fun of you, but at the same time, like keep doing you, Francis. Uh, yeah, she marches to mm-hmm. the beat of her own drum. Talks to. Ch- is she still married to Cohen? Sasha Baron? One of the Cohen brothers. She's. I thought she was married. She did marry I have one no of them idea. at one point. I don't know. I don't know. Sam Rockwell giving Leslie Bibb a shout out. What a cute Hollywood couple. Did they meet? You know what? I'd like to think so. Because if so, like, it. What? Yeah, Something exactly. Good came out of it, that it's movie. like how. Uh, other than suitcase, suitcase armor, armor was great, really cool, uh, uh, and Mickey Rourke's, Mickey Rourke's bird. <laughs> you know, yo, Mickey Rourke's bird is gonna show up in Infinity War. Uh, confirmed. It's it's his Dude. bird is the Soul Stone. <laughs> I should post that on Reddit <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> say, "Hey guys, uh, Soul Stone's in Mickey Rourke's bird," and then just, and then just like, <laughs> literally try and pr- just try and prove me wrong. Uh, I don't. No one could. Oh my god! Um, supporting actress was a hundred. In my opinion, Sean, it was a toss-up, flip of the coin between Janie and Metcalf. Yeah, I I just went with the popular. You know, I love Alice. Hey, uh, two alumni from the way way back one. Oh shit! Alice and Janie and Sam Rockwell. The way way back I is the way, really way good, and I've. It's one I, of I need my to favorite watch it again. I've seen it once. Uh, yeah, it's real fucking good. Because I used to work in pool, and like Sam Rockwell's character, I was like, oh god, this would be me if I could do this forever. <laughs> I was like, that's no good. <laughs> he literally talking about doing great bits. He's like, give me that. I can do it. Make a great bit out of it. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> that's, that's not good. To, uh, this is where dreams are made or destroyed. <laughs> Depends on how you feel about working at a water park. <laughs> um, they've been together since 2007. They're not married. They are just, I guess, in a mm-hmm. domestic partnership. Oh, Frances Francis McDormand is like, oh, um, do you think I have the time to get married? Oh, no, I'm talking about Sam Rockwell. And Wait, so they there. were before? Sorry. And that was 2007, so that was before Iron Man 2. Okay. And yeah. Iron Man, for that matter. Um, I would have liked if that was... Uh, before, uh, or like they met on Iron Man, it's like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. I don't know if it's true, but I like to believe they met while making Scooby Doo, and they're like they're great. You know, this is the second time I've brought up Freddie Prince Jr. on this episode, <laughs> and the umpteenth time we brought up Scooby Doo in this show. Dude, it's a good fucking uh, flick. I love Scooby Doo. Um, 
They were. I think they were a couple before because I think that was part of the idea. They wanted to get a real couple to play Thelma, Thelma and uh, Louise. Daff. Daff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sarandon and uh, Gina Davis dated briefly. Dude, Gina 80s. Davis um, is the best. And she showed up at one point in the Oscars yeah. talking about Thelma and Louise, actually, and how they thought there was going to be a whole influx yeah. of more female-driven movies and never happened. Like, Gina... Female-driven off-of-cliff <laughs> movies? Buddy, you fucking nailed that right there. That was real good. That was that real was... fucking good. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you. It's actually like, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm like, I mean, of course, part of me is just like, fucking, fuck off. But, the, but mostly, I'm just like, that's. Just, I thought that was no, all of you. That was no, saying. I'm thinking about. I'm just like that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's because they drive off the cliff at the end. Uh, right, uh-huh. like in the car, like in Wayne's World. Uh, wait, did they rip off Wayne's World and Thelma and Louise? Did Thelma and Louise steal that from Wayne's World? I think so, dude. Oh, okay. I think so, dude. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Gina Davis, come back. I once wrote a sketch about how great Gina Davis is, and I still think it's one of the best sketches I've ever wrote. But where it's, She's awesome. League great. of Their Own, love She's that movie. She's good in everything. And also is an Olympic caliber archer. So don't fuck with her. Yeah. She's been married like five times, four or five times, something like that. I, she should have been Tariel, dude. That would have been cool. Tar- <laughs> Put Gina Davis in Wonder Woman. Make her an Amazon. Because Gina Davis is like 6'2". She's Ooh. fucking huge. That's a good idea. The only person that's taller than her in Hollywood it is Jeff Goldblum. And they were married. Jeff Goldblum was like secretly like six foot five, and that's hilarious. Dude, I rewatched it. You don't. He doesn't look like tall a tall dude. guy. And then when you like, he's a monster. <laughs> he. Uh, uh, I rewatched Ragnarok uh, last week, and like Goldblum in that. I gotta rewatch that. I might There's rewatch a, that a short on the on the Blu-ray where it's um the the where I think on Civil War they did uh, Thor living with that random guy in a flat. In like uh, Australia or New Zealand or whatever, Daryl. It's pretty funny, but they did a, a follow up to it where the Grandmaster mm. moves in with this guy. <laughs> it's pretty great. It, it's fun, but uh, he brings his melting stick with him and all this other shit. Where it's just like, all right, I still don't love Ragnarok. I feel like I should love that movie, but like I'm like. Eh. That's what sucks about it because it, it was like hyped up so much. I, I think and. I feel like the hype kind of ruined it because I was like, I I didn't love it. Like I, I also I was feel like it's just this. too much. Like watching it a second time, I'm like, oh yeah, this happens. And then, yeah. yeah, this happens. Whew, yeah. They could they could have brought it. They could have toned it all down. It's not a movie a to bit. tone down like that. Like how could you tone that movie down too? It wouldn't work otherwise. Like it. It, it mm, is definitely true. a complete vision. It's we. It's a real weird one where I'm just like, why don't I like this more? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Hulk's voice. Maybe because it's maybe because it's Thor. Like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that's like, I think that's no, like, like one like, of the main like, reasons. Like Thor. Like, yeah, but Chris on this one. Like he's barely Thor. He kind of is. I mean, I liked him the most in this movie. Yeah, by like absolutely. Yeah. 
I liked Loki a lot in this movie too. Their but. brother relationship is so. I think we talked about it when we did a review, but their brother relationship in this one is so good. This is how this is how we talk about the Oscars. Everybody, we just bring it back to dumb shit, dumb big budget. All right, movies. well then um, let's talk about Icarus. I have, actually it's on Netflix. I didn't know that was a Netflix. Oh, okay, movie. so I should have said. Wait, oh, let me awesome. let me try again. Let me try again. All right, then let's talk about Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the four hundred five. I don't give a shit. Oh, I'm I'm assuming the filmmaker that made that movie does not live in California because that is not true. Mm. I would say that's closer to hell. But maybe it's about despair. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. That's true. Um, I haven't seen Coco yeah. still yet, but obviously that was going to win. I haven't seen Coco, but yeah, I assume that. Uh, not the boss, baby. I did... No, no, it's a snub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, all right, so Boss Baby, uh, possibly, I th- well, not only was it snubbed for Best Animated, I think it was snubbed for Best Picture. I think that was one of the, you know, when they sneak a few into the regular category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was, uh, I think Boss Baby should have been up there with the uh, Dunkirks and the Get Outs. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, Sean. You know what I have to say to that? <laughs> Get out. You're done. <laughs> Get out. Um, yeah, Coco's supposed to be good. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, though. Yeah, I heard it's really yeah. good. I haven't gotten a chance to either. Also, um, uh, Dunkirk. I was gonna say I'm still. Ha- I'm just scrolling down on this page that has all the winners. Uh, Allison Janney. I'm really happy. One. I Tanya was. Pretty fucking underrated. I could have swapped out uh, a darkest hour and put in an Itonia. I, 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 Tonya I thought was really fucking good. I'm surprised that didn't get nominated. It got a lot of acting nominees and stuff like that. But like, did you did you see yeah. that? No, I didn't. It's, but it just kind of mm. shocked me that. Well, I just loved the idea when I first saw the trailer and it was like Barracuda. I was like, okay, I'm into this. The energy and the tone that the movie has is really fucking good for like its subject matter, which is like it's upsetting a lot. Like she gets the shit beaten out of her a lot of the movie. Uh, And Mm. there's still a lightness to the tone that like it's it's a tricky fucking tightrope. And like it's also just a story that I feel like we weren't really alive. Well, we were probably alive. I forget when it happened, but Yeah, but it was like OJ. Like we were probably too young to really right like, before know OJ, what was going on. Apparently. That's that's one yeah. of the, that's one of the things that it ends on where um the media circus kind of leaves the Tony Harding story to, to go, go to, to OJ. OJ and like I was like, that's interesting. Um but that was really good. Allison Janney's really great in it. She was really fucking funny, and I feel like her and Laurie Metcalf did similar things, similar like motherly mm. kind of shitty motherly roles. But like Allison Janney was just much more entertaining and also darker. She was equal parts more ridiculous, but also super fucking dark at the same time. Where it's just like it, it was real good. Uh, hmm. Anyway, what were you gonna say? You were saying some. I think you were saying Blade Runner. Maybe. Uh, oh, that was that was a, my probably my favorite award was uh, the Deke finally getting his uh, his time to shine. Fourteen nominations, got, finally got his first win. Um, Insane. The Deke. He seems like such a cool guy. <laughs> I've never seen. Cause like he, 
It feels like he look either he looks way older than he is, or he's just like super cool because he he had like an energy that I didn't expect yep. from him because I've never really watched anything yeah. from him, and I was like, oh, he's like kind of like a dude. He's like, he like cool. a fucking rock star. He seemed like an, an old rock star. Yeah. The way he was like he's moving, like, and just like, uh, it's like John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> exactly. Like it was. He was like fucking like kind of moving and be like, oh, yeah, I like making more movies and I like shooting my cameras and I like rock. And roll, and like, <laughs> thanks to Navy Lanouvre. It's like, <laughs> it's just a Spinal Tap band member. Um, yeah, that sounds like a Spinal Tap name. Roger A. Roger is the keyboard a player. Um, yeah, it was fucking. I was really happy about that because played. I haven't. I still haven't rewatched Blade Runner. I was gonna do it on my snow day on Wednesday, but I've been watching all of his movies in order. And I, I watched Sicario and Arrival on my snow day, and I didn't get a chance to watch Blade Runner. But God damn it, I'm happy he won. Well, uh, yeah, the Deke too. He was just like so good. Like I, I'm so good. It was for Blade Runner. I'm so happy it was for Blade Runner too. You know, like that was. A movie he definitely deserved it for. I mean, he deserved it for all. No the green screen or li- yeah. well, minimal as minimal as possible. Like I'm pretty sure that they said that they yeah. tried not to. Sh- like the, some of the shots are just. It's such a good fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a green screen for like the ads and stuff, like the dancing ballerina. But it's all sets. Like, the stuff. Yeah, it, it's not yeah. like Ryan Gosling. On like a platform with a it's, railing, and then it's yeah, it, yeah. It's the stuff that you would need yeah. to digitally input. They did. Um, I can't fucking wait. I don't know if he's shooting Dune with. Oh, he has to. Um, this this is actually God, incredibly important that I look this up now. <laughs> I agree. He's did well. They announced that Denis is doing two Dunes right Denis off. Denis doing right? two Dune. <laughs> yeah. Denis. To do Nuvra. <laughs> eh? They won best visual effects too, yeah. right? Yeah. That's fucking great. Dude. I was just happy anything it won. I've again I've been rewatching um what's his name? Uh Denis Villeneuve's movies over again and like I watched the car on Arrival. My mom was watching um Arrival with me on on the snow day and like she got sucked in like really quickly. I was like Initially, she was asking all these questions. I was like, I don't know, because I've seen it once. I don't really remember. Um, but mm. she was, like, into it. And I was like, this is, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to ever get my parent. My dad might watch Blade Runner, but yeah, I don't know if my yeah, mom I don't watch Blade watch. Runner. They both saw Arrival. Yeah, though. my mom likes Amy Adams. So um, I was like, just watch this. Here's, here's my gripe with uh, the Oscars this year, too. I was talking to Devin about it, too, a friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. also my roommate. Frequently uh, mentioned. I was like... Never appeared. Yeah. Also, we can officially say friend of the podcast, John Favreau. I meant to bring that up. Oh, yes. John is a friend of the podcast. He's a great guy. We're going to... He's going to take us on uh, his uh, omelet food truck, uh-huh. I think. We'll do a live show from his omelet food truck. Um, I, makeup and hairstyling. I didn't understand why there were only three nominees. Was that always the case? Uh, I don't know. 
But like I because I like, lack of you could definitely find two more movies like why not Shape I of Tanya. Water and I Tanya or fucking I don't know Star Wars it's makeup yeah Star I don't know like I mean I still have a category at least get some people yeah why the fuck not Star Wars was there even any like there wasn't like one makeup man though Just, Guardians. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That's, yeah. Between Yondu and Nebula. Why not? At least in that fucking nomination. Kurt Russell was like minimal CGI because they were, because he's a fucking, because he was. And they definitely submitted, like, because he's got a great makeup artist. He brought his own person, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I read that Cinema Blood article. They, um, <laughs> but he was, uh, he's also just like perfect and ageless. And also his name was the last thing Walt Disney ever like wrote down or something like that. Which is crazy. You ever see that? You ever hear about that? Let me oh, let me go, let me do some googling. Uh, Kurt. He just wrote down Kurt me, Russell. I read it on and a. Then died. <laughs> it's his rosebud. He killed. Um, he killed over. <laughs> I read it on a cracked article a while ago. Kurt Russell. Disney. Yeah, here we go. Kurt. That'd be a were, funny short film. Recreate the rosebud. Were scene. Walt Disney's dying words really Kurt Russell? Let's find out. <laughs> uh, the urban legend persists. I love Cracked. No, this is from the... Big fan of Cracked. This is from Steven Spielberg Presents, the Washington Post. <laughs> um, I didn't see the post. Um, I voted for best production design for Beauty and the Beast, but because I was like, they might try to mix it up with that category, but they didn't. They went with... Dunkirk? Well, yeah. Who won? Fuck no. That one, was, that one was a bit of a toss-up. Shave of Water? Costume design was Phantom Thread. You know, the movie about making yeah. costumes. <laughs> Fucking jerking off, jerking themselves off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Icarus won documentary. Editing. Fucking Dunkirk winning editing. I was so pissed. <laughs> Baby Driver, they edited it to the music while they were shooting. Yeah. Wait, it... It, that, it, it's the most noticeable editing. Editing's weird because it's like, how do you judge editing? Is it how noticeable it is? Is it how seamless it how is? Not, not noticeable it is. How it serves the story, which I think is why Dunkirk won, was because the editing was essential to telling the story. How they told it. Yeah. I, I none of the yeah. sound, none I, of the sound mixing <laughs> or sound design for Baby Driver because that's not important to the story or the movie at all. No, I mean I I would have liked Baby Driver to win everything it was nominated for and even get more nominations, but I was just kind of like being realistic about my pick and being like Dunkirk. But I also see why I Dunkirk won. But I also see see why Baby Driver could have easily yeah. won too. Just could it, like that was kind of a toss up for me too. I think Shape of Water was well edited. Yeah, I love the score, which is why oh, I the, score the score was score real too. good. And they were playing all the snippets. There's Despot, yeah. right? Desplat, Desplat, Desplat. Uh, the dis the this the Despot. Um, original screenplay. I wrote Get Out. Get dude. Out. Peel winning, oh. and then his speech and the sh- the footage of him where he was walking off stage, and he was like biting his fist. He was like, I was just like, dude, he, God, that was the best. Draxed. 
it's nice. It's nice seeing the guy that is gonna take out some carries <laughs> in an Oscar <laughs> with a hat, with a hat hair, hair hat. He's gonna take out some carries. Oh fuck, that's so good. But like, Get Out is. I was thinking about it more, where it's just like just the this. Get Out's probably the most important movie this year, honestly. And like, I, I the movie sticks with you. It's just so well done. It's not trying to be an Oscar Beatty movie. No, but at it's all. really interesting metaphor that it just explores in a horrifying yeah. way, just about like voyeurism. It's the horror of voyeurism, basically. It's it's good, uh, and the way that he did it is so fucking creative. It's 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 good. Everything about it is original. I forget Shape of Water and something else was in there where I was like, maybe this will win. But I was like, no, nothing took like one small one idea like that and just really like went with it. Um, boy, a fantastic woman won best foreign language film, and for that, I'm pissed. Really upset about some other movie in that category. <laughs> That's that one I I actually guessed right. I just a total guess. I think I, I saw you got them. that one, and I was real pissed. I think we all voted for Dear Basketball so we could be able to say Academy Award winner Kobe Bryant. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he he could ego. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, short <laughs> film. Donald Glover is going to be an EGOT winner. If you quote me now, I, I said it a couple years ago too, when he was like doing the Childish Gambino thing. I was like, he's multi-talented and he'll get when an EGOT. He, I think. Has he won, has he won a Grammy yet? I'm pretty sure he won a Grammy, and I'm and he won an Emmy, and he's won Golden Globes, but hasn't won an Oscar yet or a Tony. But he has to like dabble in the Broadway play, which yeah, I'm sure he'll do. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. He 100 percent will. And he used to you write on 30 I mean? Rock. What if he, like, put that in? I don't know. I don't know, because that was a thing for, like, a season or two where Tracy Jordan was trying to EGOT. Uh, um, and then he does. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's amazing. Um I had visual effects. Same. I had Guardians because the visual effects in Guardians are so good. Yeah. Um, but I think Blade Runner won, which is kind of weird because I feel like they didn't even use that much. But then that's like the same thing as editing. Do you praise a movie for using it a lot and mm. not noticing it or just having not a lot of it and yeah. using it really I've, well? And that's why I feel like that was I what Blade Runner did. I what you're talking did. about, but I saw a couple of things online. Where they were talking about certain shots, and it's it's the hologram. I think the hologram was like seemed so simple, but like watching the way that they had to do it was so fucking complicated. Like the sex scene, where it's the two of them kind of overlapping, and like that mm. whole thing, I think was super complicated. Um, they showed a shot in the special effects reel where it was the digitally de-aged Rachel, and I was like, that actually looks really fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, the digitally de-aged Rachel, like, all the cinema sins and, like, Honest Trailer is kind of shit on it. And I was like, this was the best one we've gotten, I think, so far with an actor that isn't there doing it, you know? like no, she was I there. I think the, the – yeah, but it wasn't her. They didn't right, de-age right, her right. on screen. So, like, it wasn't like a Tony Michael Stark Douglas. or a Kurt Russell or a Michael Douglas – 
which were both I, Tony Stark's was like just kind of weird. And like, it's, it's also just weird because their voices are the same and their mannerisms are the same. So it's that, that kind of sells it too, for me, that sells the illusion a little more. Um, like I was, re- I watched, I rewatched Civil War today, which is yeah. why I'm talking about this. But the stuff with Robert Downey Jr. de-aged is like not necessarily bad looking, but his performance and his voice are the same as if he was now. And I guess you can kind of over- explain it away, being like it's his, it's in his brain, it's his AI. Yeah. But I'm like, if you're trying to convince me that that's a young Tony Stark, it's the performance and voice his that performance. kind of. His performance in Civil War, it's kind of weird rewatching it. There's that one part where he's like... A lot of Civil War is kind of weird rewatching it. There's certain things just like don't look good and don't work. I'm a big fan, though, of what I call the Metal Gear. It's so... Yeah. Um, I don't think it's holding up as well as like when it first came out, but the airport battle still is fucking amazing. Like, I don't give a shit. That's the thing. That's it's really well done. Some of the concepts in that scene are really cool. I love Paul Rudd. Yep. I sent you the Snapchat. He's like stuttering, and I'm like, "That's like yeah. such a Rudd." And like, he probably did it's that on purpose. Rudd, and they were like, "Yeah, it's fine, whatever." It's fine. Um, but there was just some of the, like the movie gets pretty forgettable for me after that. Like, I don't really care after that. And I guess the the twist at the end, I guess, is pretty cool. Of, but I think that fight at the end is the twist. I, I think the fight between Iron Man, Cap, and Bucky is arguably better than the airport battle, actually. Yeah. It's a really good... It's a good third act. I mean, it. it's... Yeah. It doesn't... That's yeah. the whole third um, act. And yeah. I like the, um, the, the foot chase. The Bucky... The, the Audi commercial or whatever, where it's like Bucky... Um, <coughs> Panther oh, and Black Cap. Panther, and then like Falcon and like War Machine like show up throughout too. That scene's great, and it has what I call the Metal Gear Solid moment, where Bucky grabs a motorcycle, it like spins around in the air, and he like jumps on it. Still at the same time, it's right fucking out of a Metal Gear Solid game. It's that ridiculous, and so like <laughs> that kind of stupid shit happening every once in a while. I'm like, sure, give it to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, some of it just wasn't really working for me. Some of the CGI is like really not good. Like every time Tony Stark takes his helmet off, I'm just kind of yeah. like, it, it, it teeters on the gods of Egypt, <laughs> Russ, uh, Gerard <laughs> Butler floating head. Where he's also like seven feet tall now. Uh, it's yeah. well, because in gods of Egypt, yeah. they made Chris Gerard Butler like 10 feet tall or something, but the, in this, they make Robert Downey Jr. seven feet tall, and he's actually only four foot three. Um, so it's like the same kind of difference. Yeah. Uh, in his yeah. platforms. He's a little guy. Um, what was I going to say? There, there's one weird scene where Robert Downey Jr. is just like, where he's talking to everybody. He's like, yeah, but we didn't notice because we were too busy kicking ass. And he says, kicking ass. Real weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, every time I hear yeah. him, he's like, mm, what did you say? Oh, mm. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I literally just watched it today, so it's, mm-hmm. like, very fresh. Arguably the freshest it's ever been. I have overwhelming clarity, <laughs> Andrew, on Captain America Vision, Civil huh? War. Vision's cool as shit in that movie. Dude, when, she, when Scarlet, Scarlet Witch is, like, incredibly overpowered, She doesn't know it, though. That's, like, like, part of it. She doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. So, which is why. It, yeah. And I love when she throws him into the, the ground. The building's like cool. a million and, floors uh, deep. <laughs> it's 
great. Yeah. Civil War. And then... Uh, <laughs> I think I said this during Black Panther. Civil War, though, is great because it's like old comics. Everybody has a jet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Black Panther, they literally cut to like Black Panther. And he's just in a jet. Black Panther did the same thing, but like everybody's got like their own personal fucking fighter jet to like fly around and like that's that's a comic book. I thing, love it. And like he's he says it too. He's like uh, Falcon's like everyone's yeah. got a gimmick now. Like everyone's got everyone everyone's does. Got that's why airports fun and it's kind of true. Yeah, the airport's great. I think it's because I mean, no one. F- it's no, it's no Batman v Superman fight, but I'm kidding. It's that's that's the worst part of Batman v Superman yeah. is when they v. Uh, the um, um, I think it's interesting in Civil War, and I think the one th- one of the things the Marvel movies do well, which is why Infinity War is going to be fun, is no two characters fight the same way. And I don't think mm-hmm. Justice League or Batman v Superman figured out that's the fun, like. Well, it also just, like, didn't give them anything to do that wasn't really, yeah. like, they didn't have enough standout moments. Like, and it's, it's, it is abundantly clear in Civil War that they can, like, show these people in their purest, yeah, like, fighting but, like, form. Everyone has, like, their strengths um, and, and yeah. weaknesses. Like, Bucky has a fucking metal arm that he can use to, def- like, I love, there's a moment where he stops bullets by, like, putting his hand out. Um... Like, that's interesting. He has to use his one arm to kind of, like, protect himself every once in a while. But that's also his, that's his, like, his good arm for, like, punching and shit. Falcon's wings. Falcon gets the best upgrade from uh, Ant-Man or whatever his last appearance was in that. Falcon's fucking awesome in this. Doesn't it? Yeah, he's got got the red Uh robin or whatever and... Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's decked um, out. I like his wing shields is a cool um, idea. Um, everyone's got their own. Panther has to scratch you. No, but like, yeah, that's his. That's the way he he can. That's the way he'll like get an actual like solid hit in. So it's not like he's just some like. It's not just everybody punching each other only. Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. Uh, I like uh, this is a really good move. Captain Captain America's acrobatics yeah. are like insane in some of the movie. Like he does the thing with Spider-Man where he pulls his he does like a flippy kick a, thing to like the, pull his webbing. Like a, yeah, his arms. He does like an X kind of thing with his arms. No, it's not that. I know what it's, you're talking about. He like pulls him and like Flips around. He has like a spin. Like, it's pretty wild. Uh, and then he's like, where are you from, kid? Yeah. Queens. Like, Brooklyn. when they fight Iron Man at the end, though, it's the two of them, like, they fuck up his one hand so he can't be completely stable while he's flying. They, like, fuck one of his boots. They, like, he, like, Captain America grabs him when he tries to fly away at one point and just takes shield and just, boom, like, right to the boot. So it was like, he can't fly perfectly. Like, it, it they do shit like that to keep it mm. interesting. Like, it's it's... It's good. I feel like you were trying to say like Civil War sucks, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't. It's not suck. as. Go- I just like kind of lose interest after the. Scene. I know. Yeah, what you're I saying. don't know. Because it's just like so tonally different. Where, like it. It feels it like shifts. It feels like it's the most hard. grounded one, but then, like I said, everybody has a fighter jet, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, what do you want? <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird one. Yeah, and like the CGI Iron Man is like looking worse. I feel, but that's probably that's one of his best suits. Uh, I you know what? I agree though. Actually, with that that shot of him when he fought, 
in he the first so one. Good in when the first the whole one? thing with yeah. the tank and when he falls out of the sky, it looks real shit. Still does yeah. when he walks away and it blows up. Yeah. And then yeah. Iron Man two suitcase suit looks great. Avengers best suit the the finger <laughs> the finger suit in this yeah, one looks that. pretty terrible. <laughs> I also forgot that that was a thing, and I was like, That's I would. I what? really hope Ant Man and the Wasp. I would love if Ant Man and the Wasp starts with Wasp breaking him out of the prison. I think doing a jailbreak would be fucking cool. Or like Michael Douglas just being like, oh, "We had to get you out, Scott. <laughs> this is how I'm like. This is me, Michael Douglas. <laughs> is that how he talks?" Um, so. Uh. Michael Douglas, well, the CGI on him too, like I said, with uh, Robert Downey Jr., just like it's it's better than I think the Civil War stuff. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I don't know. The, the Blade Runner one though, it looks really good, and that's it. Also, feels like that's the point of the movie, where it's it's about oh, yeah. like, can you even tell if that's real or not? And like, and they probably mm-hmm. spent yeah. the most time and money on that sh- on those couple shots, and like, you still know. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. That's the thing. Like, you're they don't show it as much. They don't like whore it out like in Rogue One. You know. Ugh, God, Tarkin showed up in Rebels, and it can't make me think about how he's like a big scary monster in <laughs> in Rogue One, where it's just like, oh, who's this creature? Um, it looks like Gollum. Um, or he looks like friggin' Scrooge in the Jim Carrey's Robert Zemeckis. Oh my god, remember when Robert Zemeckis was doing all those? By all those? He was supposed to do Yellow Submarine and he never did. That would have been so good, dude. With Carrie really? Elways in it and a bunch of dudes. Yeah, they cast the Beatles and then they it fell through. That would have been a better choice than like... You know, the, mm. Those were always in. What's Polar up? Express is good. Polar Express is good, but that's I just a good hate, story. I never hated Beowulf. I've seen Beowulf a couple times. I never hated it. I think Crispin Crispin Glover as Grendel is fucking great. Uh, Crispin is great. Crispin Glover in anything is just. I was, I was t- <laughs> Mike Mike. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day. Um, she was she was pretty drunk at the time. But she was talking about. She's like, there's a. <laughs> she's like, who's a? She's like, oh, I saw um, uh, not uh, Danny Glover, but the other Glover. I saw him doing stand up, and like, uh, he sings and he acts and stuff. He does all this stuff. But I saw him, and she was real drunk, and she couldn't get it. And I was like, oh, Donald Glover. She's like, I, I, I think so. I was like, yeah, the guy from Childish Gambino. She's like, no, he doesn't like you know Community. She's like, no, he doesn't do music. No, that's not who I'm talking about. She she meant Crispin Glover. She was confusing Danny and Donald Glover with Crispin Glover. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. Um, they could not be more different. <laughs> fuck. Besides the fact that they're in movies and TV shows. Yeah. Well, no, Crispin Glover has done a little bit of everything. He's a weird. He's a yeah. oddball. But uh, didn't he like kick some like late night host or something? He like kicked. Letterman or something on his show. I remember reading something like that. Like it was an accident, I think, but it, he was just like a weird dude. Yeah. Like pre Back to the Future had like really long hair. Um, he had like a couple weird appearances on Letterman where it just always seemed like yeah. he was just kind of like 
real fucking weird. And I think Letterman just kind of be like, all right, man. Like, yeah. Uh, Willy him. Wonka or he's, he's Willy Wonka knockoff. In epic in movie. The, the epic movie. <laughs> Which I, oh God, that's a, such actually good casting. <laughs> that's, a, that's the most. <laughs> he should have been Willy Wonka in the Burton one. <laughs> God, that would have been all, that would have been better than death, dude. Scary. Like, if you want to go real creepy with it, get fucking glowing. We need an actual it. creepy, not just fake creepy. Not like fake, like Michael Jackson impression creepy. Or, dude, you know, it'd be a good if you're going that route nowadays. Like, you want to keep it like in that age range. Corey Feldman. Nope. <laughs> I'm not watching that. I'm not gonna watch that at all, man. I would watch this shit. Corey out of Feldman that. is Willy Wonka. <laughs> Feldman is Willy Wonka. His Oompa looks like his, his stage persona where he's got the long hair and everything. Yeah, his Oompa-Loompas are his angels. <laughs> you see, it's, see, it sounds worse and worse. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just end it there. <laughs> let's just end that joke there. Um, so, yeah. Kill it before it turns into something worse. So, yeah. Best adapted screenplay is Call Me By Your Name. You know what? Actually, let's talk about this. Cause there's something. Someone's doing a Willy Wonka, either prequel or something. Who the f- Yeah, and I've been championing Seagull as Willy Wonka. I think we've talked about this before. Because you had this very similar reaction <laughs> of it being like, that's really fucking good. Because I know. Because it's great. Because he would do the songs. Oh, yeah. He'd probably write his own songs, too. I would love for some new Willy Wonka material, dude. Fuck, that's really good. Could be a little more edgy. Because, like, I don't think you need to sell that to kids. I think that's, like, people like us would watch it and older. Or, like, uh, one of the Flight of the Concords, but it's... Ooh, Yeah. Someone that has, like, musical... Donald Glover. I'd even go that route with it. He might be a little too young. This is going to be odd. True. Yeah, no, 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 that's no, true. Not He's no, like, no, but no, he not isn't. Donald Glover. I'm, I'm thinking out loud right now. I'm sorry. Donald Glover is... In, that, that, that'd be interesting. I, He's like... Isn't he, like, secretly, like, 40? <laughs> he might be. Uh, Donald Glover, though, uh, I, I don't think he has the warmth... He, this is going to be an odd, oddball... Yeah. Oddball to call that I'm going to say... Uh, Bo Burnham might be too young. Yeah, but the music I could see it. The in kind like, of yeah, sarcastic yeah. whimsy that he kind of has. Yeah, I'd see that. He's tall and lanky and he's, too. Yeah, he's, look, he's, he's like, like Goldblum. He's like a Goldblum. He's a regular Goldblum. That guy. He's nine feet tall. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bo Burnham's like tall as shit. Yeah. Um. I'd, I'd be into that. Because he's kind of sad, too. You know? Like, I don't know. There's a darkness there. There's, like, a darkness that I think you need with Willy Wonka. That's like Gene Wilder, uh-huh. you know? Where it's like, he's still kind of lonely. Like, pure imagination is like... Like, he's so happy to show everything off, but it's also just kind of like a... He's the only other person who's ever seen all that stuff. There's, like, a sadness there. It's interesting. Fucking Gene Wilder gets it. Bill Burnham, I feel like, would get it. Jason Siegel also, mm. I feel like he he'd fucking he'd he'd get it. He would definitely be more on the fun side of it, but I also could see him doing like some really good shit with music. His I would love to hear a Siegel version of Pure Imagination. That'd be good. Yeah, mm. and just have him do like, or just let him do the Dracula musical. <laughs> 
Because I just watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall yesterday, and I really want to watch <laughs> see that see that happen. I should watch the Muppets again. I really the, the single Muppet movie was great. It was great. I actually never you saw, saw it. it. Oh, it's great! You no, should watch it. I gotta watch it's, it. Um, yeah, I should. It's a uh, it's a uh, like the um, Amy Adams too, right? Fuck Amy Adams is in that movie. Everybody, I, yeah. I was, there's a million people uh, in the first one. I also think Dave Grohl is in that movie. Dave Grohl shows up with like a cameo with an animal, I think. Yeah. I forget what he does. No, he's in Dave Grohl. I think there's a part where they're getting the gang together, and Dave Grohl is in a Muppets cover band, I think, is what's going on. <laughs> I could be wrong, but that feels right. I've heard, one of them is in that cover band, too, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Dave Grohl is like animal in the in the Muppets cover band. <laughs> In the in the Muppets, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. He's got young daughters, so it makes sense why he would do that. Plus, he's, he's um, Dave Grohl. You think? Wait, you're trying to tell Dave me Dave Grohl would just love Animal? I think Animal's not Dave Grohl's <laughs> favorite. You know what? I be or Beaker. These are fucking universal things. You think Dave <laughs> Grohl's not gonna like the Muppets? Fuck right off. <laughs> I think Electric Mayhem is not. I think Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are not his most influential artist. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking at Dave Grohl is his drum battle with Animal. That's oh God, that's so good. What is he? Dave Grohl, he's in it. Um, so yeah, I think we covered all the other Oscars and stuff like that. Call Me by Your Name got a Best Adapted. Dunkirk won all the sound. You know. But the Oscars were a week ago, and like, who who cares already? <laughs> we only really talked about the Oscars for like two minutes. Is <laughs> it tangent one? Um, the uh, I'm gonna call this Sean and Andrew or Oscars and the parentheses kind of and a lot of other and stuff. Oscars parentheses an attempt was made. Uh, <laughs> there's something I want to talk to you about. Um, well, what movies? I think we should pick a movie to do next. Yeah, what's coming out next week? Let's do that. Let's play that game. Well, you really I mean, that's not next week. It's soon, soon, but it's not next. I don't think so. I mean, I might get it out here to sooner. quote something I would say really stoned at Andre sometimes to try and freak him out. Soon, but not next. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It just it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Weekly, I want to catch up on Rotten Tomatoes is a fucking John Favreau smiling at my face. Get out of here, John. I saw that too. Actually. Oh, Tomb Raider um, is oh eh. the reboot. the 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 movie looks like it's coming out of the reboot of the game, and I played that like a year or two ago. The new game was really good. It plays like Uncharted, but it it's like a grit. It's ah. like a grittier version of the Uncharted games. The way it plays. The movie, mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't look great. I want it to be good. Um, the cast. So, P- Pyram is the 23rd. I think Isle of Dogs is the same weekend. So, that's a good fucking weekend. Pacific Rim's gonna suck, though. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm allowed to just kind of sound angry about it at this point, right? It looks like it's one fight <laughs> between monsters. <laughs> Yeah, the budget got cut. It's not Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have high hopes. It just doesn't look as good. Like, the look of it doesn't look that good. It's all sunny. 
Um, I also might try to convince my girlfriend to go see The Room with me live with Tommy Wiseau on uh, next Because you've only finally just, like, gotten into it. Yeah, I... I want to finish the disaster. I'm also there. Him and Greg are doing a signing at Amoeba Music, the record store by me in Hollywood on um, Tuesday. Fucking go! I got my signed copy around here somewhere. I gotta buy the Blu-ray, which I'm gonna probably do anyway. And I'm not gonna have them sign that. I'll have them sign the book that I have mm. instead of the Blu-ray. Oh, you have to buy the Blu-ray in order to go. That's how that's like you're getting your ticket gotcha. to go because so they can like they can limit it to how many, you know, a couple hundred people yeah, or whatever. It makes sense. Yeah, because it's like in the heart of Hollywood. So like that place is like packed all the time. So it's going to be probably pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm not anticipating it being something I can like hang out with them. Be might. And be like, you might. You never know. I, I uh, certainly don't. I certainly don't know. Um, so I think that wraps it up. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, let's do. I guess. When does Ready Player One come out? Twenty eighth, I think. So it's the week after. <sighs> yeah. PM. That's gonna be a busy. It's gonna get pretty busy for us, man. We're gonna have uh, we have a lot mm. to talk about because I'm definitely gonna see Ready Player yeah. One. Yeah. I, I did you ever read the book? The, no. I'm, I might try to crush it the real quick. The internet has been bashing Ready Player One, and there's a lot of shit that's bashing it. The book the or book, the movie? And as a result, the movie. And I feel like it's all comes from the first chunk of the book, which is just reference after reference after reference after reference. It's a lot of that, and at first it's real fun. And it's like, okay. Then eventually it's just like, shut the fuck up with all this. But like as the book goes on, it basically it starts to explore where it's like all that nostalgia and everything's like bad. <laughs> like that's kind of where it goes. And I, I, it doesn't seem like the marketing for the movie is talking about that at all. And I feel like a lot of people online are just like jumping on all of that. It's it's weird. Where I'm just like, I feel like there's not a proper discussion that's happened. It's calling it a proper discussion, I feel like an asshole saying that. But the... Uh, I, I don't know about Ready yeah, Player I, One. I, I think uh, Spielberg yeah. will, f- you know, figure that out. But like, there there's parts of the book where it is just reference after reference after reference. It's fun, but like, I think it gets to a point where it's like, this is bad. Well, I think a lot of it'll be visual because, uh-huh. like, it, they they can do that, you know. Because like, you know, some of the Tolkien stuff is kind of dry and like textbooky, but they can get away with not having to go there with just like having them wear the clothes and like, you know, so like what reads is like wordy references could just be like, you know, costuming and set design. Having, you know what I mean? Like I think having it'll the characters show up have, opposed to just being like, I am iron giant and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, It'll probably be loaded with, I mean, dude, it's Spielberg. He's going to, like, put in so many Easter eggs. The whole book is Easter eggs. Exactly. exactly. It's going to be Easter egg the movie with probably the most Easter egg-y director. I think I saw a a commercial for it today, and it looked like a bunch of characters coming out of, like, a big beam of light. And it looked like I just saw, like, I saw RoboCop walking around. I'm like, fucking great. 
Yeah, like what characters is he allowed to use? Like what I, companies? It looks like is everything. Fair I don't game? remember the Iron Giant being in the book. Um, I feel. I think from what I remember, the being in the book, I feel like the Iron Giant is taking the place of uh, like Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla remembers like a thing, and they probably couldn't get Toho to. We're Universal probably is like no, we're, that's a viable property right now. Iron Giant's a one and done. Yeah. But there was something I was looking at that was talking about how it's like the Iron Giant is in the movie like in a war battle scene, but it's also just like the movie The Iron Giant's like fighting's not good. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but if it like points at the fact that like. What they're using it for isn't right, then I guess if they, you know, it's like you're missing the point of Iron Giant if you're doing this and like you're missing the point of all these movies. You're just using it for your own gratification and this is bad and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. life is good. Stop living in the Matrix or, what you know, whatever the message is. It's, it's, that's kind of it, it gets to that point, basically. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it's pretty simple. <laughs> um, but. It's, it's it, I don't know. It's weird. I, I'm curious how that's going to turn out. I mean, it looks it looks crazy. It's all uh, the characters in the in the Oasis. I, I'm curious how that's going to f- be for more than just the random shots in the trailers where everybody's like not human. Yeah, the CGI is like not good, but I don't think it needs to be. It's kind of like it's not like photo. It's the Matrix sequels explanation I give when the CGI gets real bad in the fight scenes where it's Neo's yeah. doing things that are so beyond what the matrix is capable of that. Like it can't keep up. So it doesn't render, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't render properly, those, properly. Yeah. You know, it's computer <coughs> ready player one. Yeah. No, nah, uh, yeah. And it's a video game. They're in a video game. So it doesn't, it only needs to be as good as video games can look in like cutscenes. I guess maybe a little, it probably looks a little yeah. bit better, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. Well, uh, I'm going to see it. <laughs> I'm going to see it. And yeah. also, we're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. As long as they keep the theme song in Pacific Rim 2, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Which they, they have it in the trailer, so they're going to have yeah. it in the movie. If they don't, just, just calm on. the fuck down, Sean. Um,. Alright, it's getting close to midnight here. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. say this was a good sort of Oscars talk. Uh yeah, we just shoot the shit. Yeah, it's you a know? good shoot 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 where, where it's Johnny time for us because we're shoot, We're shooting the shit, we're having some giant time. Alright, yeah. so uh It's money. Yeah, it's we'll money. be talking about the March movies because it's a lot of March coming up. It's uh, March is becoming a, a good a good month. Um, usually for movies. Last March was pretty good. Beauty and the Beast and Kong came out, and I feel like something else. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about some of the new stuff as it comes, and then uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right. Until next time. Yeah. All right, until next time. time. Inclusion Rider.